First You Think is a not-for-profit ministry of the First Unitarian Church of Des Moines. Support us at ucdsm.org today. We're talking today about an idea that's gotten a lot of press coverage all over the place. Some people hate it. Some people love it. Some people argue about it without having the least idea of what it means. We're talking about CRT, critical race theory, and it is a hot topic. So hot that some of our churches have started um, actually teaching it because in some areas, children are forbidden to learn about it, which is horrific. You know, I've heard a lot of times that we're all travelers on this journey of life. And some of you may have heard that. And, and like every traveler, we're carrying our suitcases, things we've picked up, things we need. This is a suitcase full of ugly that got picked up somewhere. The outsides of the suitcase have changed over the years. The parts that we'll claim publicly. From the Mayflower to the civil rights era of the 1960s, the outsides of these suitcases say things like this. And this is from Clements Royer's 1862 preface to Darwin's Origin of Species, a, a scientific work. Royer said, the races are not distinct species, but quite unequal varieties. She said that natural selection made it clear that superior races are destined to supplant inferior ones, and that one needs to think carefully before claiming political and civic equality among people composed of an Indo-European minority and a Mongolian or Negro majority. So that's 1862. As a country, we convinced ourselves of the power and worth of manifest destiny. The destiny of white man, emphasis on man, to create empire, to expand the U.S. across the American continents, and just to roll over anything non-white, anybody non-white, standing in the inconvenient way. That suitcase full of ugly is still with us today. It says white is right on the outside. There are equally ugly ones out there. What do they say? They say things like, I don't see color. All colors are the same. They say, no, really, where are you really from? We are a post-racial society. Well, my family never owned slaves. Hey, will you join our board? We need a person of color. Have you heard variants of some of these? Because I sure have. It's the same old suitcase, white supremacy. And then there's the, the concept of CRT, critical race theory. This is kind of the first thing that critical race theory speaks to, this notion 
that racism is ordinary and not aberrational. It's not, it's not the weird part. It's, it's normalized. Our mainstream culture puts forward the idea that we should be colorblind and that our country is a meritocracy where people do well or do badly based only on their abilities. Colorblindness says to a black or brown person, you're only good if we don't see you as being different from white. If we don't see your culture, we don't see your linguistic structures, we don't see your customs or your ways of dress, then you are not the other and we don't have to attack you. Meritocracy pretends our whole culture doesn't have the experience of white as the neutral position. And it ignores the fact the powerful only give up power when it benefits them. And in America today, the powerful are white. Sometimes we don't even see the white supremacy in our culture because it's so woven into the fabric. Now, I know there are people sitting here who think, well, I don't discriminate. I'm, I'm not a racist. I believe you. I completely believe you. You don't. But our culture does. And if you want some examples, here's just the, the smallest baseline. What color is a flesh tone bandage? If you went to a hotel, would the shampoo and conditioner work on your hair? Because they sure don't on my Middle Eastern hair. They're meant for white people. Is the food you eat in a special section marked either ethnic or by country? Can your kid turn on a television and immediately see people who look like them? and talk like them and have their experience. Do you see those people as doctors and nurses and lawyers? Or are they always the sassy sidekick or the maid? Can you or your child wear your hair naturally to work or school? Or do you have to process it chemically so it doesn't violate a dress code? The best quote I ever heard was that at best, our overall culture is willing to allow everyone a chance to act white. Now, we talk about this in the UUA, in different churches, and it's sort of like being white is like playing a video game on the average setting. You have battles to fight, but you can see the game map and you have five lives and a sword. Being white means you get the benefit of the doubt. Now, the second part of critical race theory is called interest convergence. Dr. Nicholas Daniel Hartlep writes, Derek Bell's 1980 theory of interest convergence is a critical component of CRT. Common sense beliefs are formulated by the majority status quo. The beliefs created by the majority, the haves, oppress minority groups, the have-nots and the have-too-littles. Interest convergence is the notion that whites will allow and support racial justice progress to the extent that there's something positive in it for them, or a convergence between the interest of whites and non-whites. 
CRT focuses on informing the public how certain stories act and serve to silence and distort entire enclaves of people and cultures, typically people of color. The third pillar of CRT is that race is only a construct and it negatively impacts people of color. What do I mean? I mean that we as a society decide what is race based on things like the infamous one drop rule, which said that having one drop of black blood made you black. In post-World War II restricted suburbs, European ethnics blended together and called themselves white, while minorities were marked by urban poverty or used and then rejected by programs like the Bracero Program or Operation Wetback. Both of these were programs in our country which brought in brown-skinned people to work, and then when they didn't need them, they deported them. Who is black and who is brown and how do you know? It certainly isn't skin color. How about these actors and musicians of color? Pete Wentz of Fallout Boy. He's Jamaican in ancestry. Vin Diesel is African-American. The Rock is Samoan and black. Jason Momoa, indigenous Hawaiian. Olivia Munn, Chinese. Kaneo Reeves, Indigenous Hawaiian and Chinese. Clark Gable, Black and Native American. Alexander Dumas, the writer of, um, oh my God, I went right out of my head. <laughs> Three Musketeers uh, was Black. St. Augustine was Black. St. Nicholas was Black. Our society decides what race you are based on whether or not you act white. The fourth pillar of critical race theory is the idea of storytelling and counter storytelling. Now, what is this? It means that curriculums for schools are based on white middle-class values and children are told that this is the normal way to be. And kids pass or fail tests based on this. In one inner city school, and I'll never forget this one because it happened when I was a kid, children were given an intelligence test. Minority children who tended to live 10 and 12 in a, in a two-bedroom apartment, they were given an intelligence test. And one of the questions was, where do you sleep? Well, most of them failed because where they slept was on a floor wrapped in blankets and the only correct answer was a bed. Because of these stories that we tell ourselves about what is normal, counter stories have had to arise to make sure that the experience and values of people who are not what the story is talking about actually get told. But white privilege isn't the primary problem. The primary problem is white supremacy. The final piece of CRT is the idea that white people have actually been the recipients of civil rights legislation. 
the legislation which has made it through has taken us from legal separation of the races to de facto segregation due to white flight to avoid becoming minorities in any area. So those are the five parts that make up CRT. Racism is ordinary. The idea of interest convergence. Race is a social construct. The idea of counter storytelling and storytelling and the ideas that whites have benefited from civil rights legislation. This is the piece that people are fighting to keep children from learning about. This 40 year old academic theory based on historical facts. It's been called evil, black panther indoctrination. That was just two weeks ago. And worse, even among our own churches, this isn't a, a them problem. This is also an us problem. There are a group of UUs who say we can't talk about critical race theory. If we really believe in individual worth and dignity, if we believe in scientific knowledge, then we need to take some time to explore this. You can disagree with it. You can not like a part of it. You can, you can disagree. But understand it. It doesn't say that white people are bad. It says that white supremacy is a suitcase full of ugly, and we can just put it down and do better. It's time to grow and to change our lens and to center liberation. And CRT says there's faith that the world can be better. We can make this change. In the words of Bernice Johnson Reagan, we who believe in freedom cannot rest. We who believe in freedom cannot rest until it comes, until the killing of black men, black mothers, sons is as important as the killing of white men, white mothers, sons. We who believe in freedom cannot rest. And I think that's true. But I think we have the ability to put down that suitcase. We have the ability to learn from the past and to lean into the future and to do the work and to live up to our principles. We've got this. Amen.